Hello, and welcome to the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Today's guest is a fun guest. It's uh, someone that I've known for about a year, someone who I admire, who is a go-getter, is doing some great things in our industry. Rodolfo Delgado is the CEO of Replay Listings. Rodolfo, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Michael. I'm very happy to be here. I'm glad. It doesn't sound like you're happy. Will you cheer up, please? No, I am. I'm very okay, happy to be here. That's much better, my God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be professional here, but you know no what? Gosh, it's absolutely it's, Come very, on, I'm very very Be professional? <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, I'm going to jump right in. How'd you get started absolutely. with real estate? Yeah. Um, well, the, the, my story with real estate is actually quite interesting. My whole family comes from generations of real estate. My grandfather used to be an amazing real estate broker. He was really like well-known within the city that we used to live in back then. And then my father grew up and funnily enough, my first job was at 16 doing for my father's new real estate firm that he opened up. I would be the guy creating videos for the people on the waiting room, right? So when at you were 16? in the waiting room at 16 years old, that was my very first job that I ever had. And basically because of that, I was, for me, questioning any other industry, like wouldn't even be a choice. For me it was growing up, I was bound to be real estate, you know, through and through. And so what I've town was it. this in, this multi-generation sort of empire? That <laughs> It's uh, it's it's located in Monterrey, Mexico, which is northern Mexico, just below Texas. Monterrey is a beautiful, beautiful city. It's, it's oh, absolutely, yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's a great place for opportunities in terms of jobs. It's like yeah. the industrial capital of Mexico, and uh, yeah, we were we were very happy to. I was very happy to grow up there. Absolutely. But you also had a little bit of uh, time with architecture. Hmm. Right. Yes, that's another funny story. Because here's the deal. Back then, Michael, when I when I was choosing which career path to take, the university that I was most interested in didn't have any real estate choices. Like there was, it was there was no such thing as a real estate bachelor back then. So the closest thing was architecture. I've always loved architecture. Honestly, I have a design background. I really. I'm really passionate about like the design and the experience of any person like living in their home. So, so I, I went for architecture naturally. Yeah. I became an architect. And so then how do you transition out of architecture? Well, I guess you already had the brokerage in your blood, right? So then you jumped into brokerage, but I'm missing pieces of this. When did you get from Mexico to, to New York? You know, I always think of you as a New Yorker. So it's a like, <laughs> but that's not the case. I mean, that's amazing. I feel like any person who really digs into my, uh, I feel like I have a very thick accent sometimes. So I'm definitely, I wish I was a New Yorker in that sense, but no. Uh, born and raised in Mexico, proud Mexican here. Um, yeah, so the transition happened when I came to New York, I was pursuing a master's degree in technology, right? Okay. At NYU. Uh, basically, to put it simply for, for listeners out there, uh, my life has been a mixture of real estate, architecture, and technology, and the blend of those three, that's, that's, that's what, I, what you get with me, right? Uh, and I wanted to enhance the technology part of it, which is why I uh, came to NYU. And 
while I was getting my, my master's degree in technology, I wanted to have a passive form of income. I became a real estate agent because I feel so comfortable doing real estate naturally. And that's where I, where I basically saw the huge area of opportunity for, for replay listings, for the, the need basically for people to access unedited data when searching for a new home. So I love that. So tell me a little bit about that. Tell me about replay. Tell me what niche you found in the marketplace. But for the listeners, tell me a little bit about what replay listing listings are. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, replay listings is a video listing platform in which professionals can upload video listings of available apartments in general, right? Um, if you had asked me this question a year ago, I would have said of available rental apartments in New York, right? Because we were only doing rentals and we were only in New York. We have grown, fortunately, we've been expanding. We, we, we just opened up in the Hamptons and we are about to open the sales portion of the platform as well. Uh, so we've been, we've been growing a lot. And, but to really understand how we came to be, I feel like you need to understand where, like how, how we started and how this started was replay listings really generally came out of a need. I was a real estate agent in New York. I was very fortunate because I had amazing mentorship um, at the real estate brokerage that I was working in. I had an amazing mentor. Her name is Laura Vigon. And she was teaching me everything there is to know about real estate. And every day we would have multiple clients that were looking for an available property, right? And every day, the way that we would work is we would invite them to the office. We would have a conversation with them and then show them the, the possibility, the potential uh, properties that match with them with their criteria, right? And more often than not, our clients always had the same friction points. We would show them the pictures and then we would go visit the apartment and they would say, Rodolfo, the frustration comes from the side that the pictures that we saw online and the actual apartment look very different. You know, you when you're searching for a property, you see the amazing bedroom, you see the amazing kitchen. What you don't realize is that they're literally in the next room, right? right. You, can, you can just get out of bed and go to the bathroom and take a shower and cook everything in the same space, right? That's New York. Um, but I feel like unedited not videos. Not but still. <laughs> not your place, maybe, Michael. You're, you're already a very, very, um, yeah, very successful professional. Let's put it that way. But, uh, but a lot of people in New York, we live in shoeboxes, in studio apartments that are tiny. And often, more often than not, when you're searching for a place, you want to be able to see just the place how it is. Like right. when, especially when you're from abroad, right? Like let's say that you're moving to New York from Mexico or from Chicago, from wherever it is, you want to just experience the apartment as it is. Don't, don't give me the bells and whistles and an extra light or everything that, that, that's very commonly used right now in the real estate industry. Anyway, I saw that area of opportunity and I went to one of my peers who I used to work with and now my co-founder, a very good friend of mine. Um, and I said, I said, Max, I think that I think that there's a huge area of opportunity here. Everyone is asking us for videos. Everyone is asking us to FaceTime before we actually show them. Let's just create a platform in which they can experience the apartments as it is, as they are, right? Just see what, what you see is what you get was basically our premise. Um, so that's how replay listings came to be. And I feel like for the past year, especially since the, since the beginning of the pandemic, I feel like there's been a surge in users just because everyone's relying really on yeah. the unedited videos, 
right? It's, it's almost a safety concern now more than it is a, a convenience. Now it's a need. So it's the raw truth of the real estate. That's it. We, we do not allow, uh, or we make it way more difficult for, for the professionals that are uploading the properties to manipulate any kind of content because right. the video is taken from within the app. We, the video is geotagged, it's geolocated, sorry. So we know where you are. It's, it's very difficult for anyone to manipulate a listing. So anyone comes in, right? They become a, a member of Replay. They upload the the video of the property that they're seeing, and anyone can see that at that absolutely. point. Absolutely, right? absolutely. So, and these are all real estate professionals that come in and they list it, but it could be that anyone else, any of their colleagues can see the same listing and then even call them on it. Absolutely. So the, the whole way that we work is, let's say that you want to advertise the same open listing. Let's just put an example here in a yeah. rental open listing. Somebody else can advertise it as well. The difference is that the one who's really going to get the client is the one who takes the best video, the one who really shows the property as it is, right? And that's, that's why I make such a big emphasis whenever I'm introducing the platform to agents. Keep in mind to take a good video, open up the windows, turn on the lights, open up the doors, please put the lid of the bathroom down because nobody wants to see things like that, you know? Um, and we have a little bit of like, our biggest stumbling block with opening this company has been teaching people how to record a good video. And that's a, really? that's a super fun, it's, it's incredible because um, if you go to the platform and we've been around basically, and, and, and this is something that I wanted to share with you today because I really feel very special. Today marks the third year anniversary of replay listings being. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a big milestone for us. And if you compare the videos that agents used to take three years ago to the ones that they take today, they're extremely different. I feel like at the beginning you could see something that looked a little bit like the Blair Witch Project kind of thing. <laughs> like there were agents uploading videos at 9 p.m. with everything, like all the windows covered and things like that. And now we have agents that are actually putting more effort into it. So so it's, it's, it's evolved quite nicely. And so how many listings do you have on the platform now? Oh, that's a good question. I think that we just broke the 8,000 uh, record. So we have over 8,000 listings, yeah, on replay listings. The way that it works is we only show uh, renters or apartment hunters, I should say, uh, the freshest 1,000. Okay. And, and yeah, and, and we do that to keep like a, to, to guarantee that the property that you're looking at is, is way more likely to be available. Um, yeah, that's how we do it. And so how many how many users do you have on the platform now? So we've helped over 100,000 renters find their. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, we have about 600 registered agents yeah. that are actively uploading videos. Um, some more than others, of course, sure. but, but yeah, the, the beautiful part about replay as well, Michael, is that the agents that are actively using it tend to be agents that started using it three years ago. So the, it, yeah. So when they adopt the technology as part of their everyday and they have been using it for three years, you know, that there's, that it's working for them. So talk me through the growth trajectory. You said you started with rentals in New York city. And now you've moved to the Hamptons and other areas as well. And now you have sales on your platform. Talk me through that trajectory. How did that happen? Yeah. So, well, about four or five years ago, when I was starting this company, I read a book that's called Nail It, Then Scale It. 
I love that book. And it's all about exactly that, the growth strategy for a company, right? Um, and we definitely took that approach. The, the starting point for replay listing was not even New York. It was only Manhattan. So it was Manhattan rental apartments. Then we opened it up now after about a year that we had really polished the platform, we opened it up to the five boroughs. And then after that, we felt confident enough to open it up to even the Hamptons. And now we're going to do sales as well. I feel like the platform has been growing from a very simple, almost Craigslist looking platform to right now, it looks like a TikTok laser focused on real estate that allows you to upload open houses. It allows you to upload videos and pictures of the property. It gives you a CRM system to the professional telling you really? how many people have called. It, it, it gives you, even it, it even tells you which properties to advertise if you don't have any kind of listings. So wow. it, it, it's, it's really evolved uh, since, so, since day one. So what's the exit strategy then for you? Oh, that's a, that's a good question, Michael. To be completely Most honest. Most of them are. I have a podcast. A lot of them are good questions. Yeah. No, I like that. I, 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 well, I like that because it, it, it's a question that really makes me think. Um, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I didn't build this company thinking about an exit strategy, to be completely honest. When we built it, we saw a need. We are very passionate about what we do. I am extremely happy every day when I wake up thinking that I'm going to get to work on this. And as long as our users continue to like it and, and ask, you know, there's demand for it, we're going to continue to build product and scale it as much as we can. Because at the end of the day, our mission is to bring more transparency to the real estate industry. And that's what we're focused on doing. So what's your exit strategy? That's it. We we didn't build we didn't build a company with an exit strategy. That's that's the answer. It's that's it's, the, it's that's the bad thing that they taught you in your technology master's program at NYU. <laughs> you always have a, a an exit strategy when you. Build I don't know. I don't know. You know what? It's it's when you read about these kind of things, Michael. There's really a a, a divided. I I would say. Um, standpoints, I would say a lot of people say, yes, always have an exit strategy. But I've also read books in which they say having an exit strategy is for losers because it means that you're building a, a platform just to just to grow it, make money and leave. And, and to be completely honest, I don't want to leave if I am able to continue growing this company to for evolve. years to come. Yes, for years to come, I'm completely interested in doing that. Absolutely. Well, I like that. And congratulations on being nominated for the Forbes 30 Under 30. Tell me what that meant to you. Thank you. Yeah, that was a long time ago. It was awesome. So and back in 2018, we received a call that we were being nominated for the Forbes 30 Under 30. That was, by the way, I was 30 back then, so I'm no longer... You don't qualify cannot, any longer. I don't qualify any longer. They don't have 40 under 40. So I'm not sure that that's, that that's going to happen. But uh, that was a really good, that, that was a really good thing because a year later, a Forbes representative called me and invited me to be a Forbes counsel, which means right now for me that I get to write an article for Forbes real estate once a month. Um, so it, 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 I mean, I would have loved to be on the 30 under 30 section, but, uh, like any, anyone who's reading, who's listening to this podcast, I can tell you it's, it's, you can live without it. Don't worry. Uh, there's, there's going to be more opportunities in the future. I survived without it. So it's okay. And there you go. I mean, yeah, <laughs> look at you. You're yeah. You're very successful. Well, 
It's sort of like, I guess everything is perception. <laughs> that, that's true too. Isn't it? So tell yeah. me the greatest lesson you've learned in your career thus far. Oh my God. The greatest lesson that I've learned. Okay, if I had to pick one thing, I yeah. would say that it, it, it would be that culture starts at the very top. And this is something that I've learned not only in my business, but in my experience being in the US. I've been living here for about six years now. And you can see how the principles and the values that, that a company generally operates by are set by the leaders, right? And, and, and as the CEO and founder of this company, um, we've had, you know, we have meetings every day and, and there's always, you know, this joke being made at a meeting or this joke. It's very important for us to address every single thing that you could see as, as a, an intolerant comment or something like that. Because for me, the most important thing is for everyone to respect each other. And, yeah. and I feel like I've tried to set that culture. It's been a little bit hard, I will be honest, because within the past four years, we've seen in politics, you know, a precedent that does not abide by the same belief, I feel. Like the culture starts at the top. We need, uh, it because it's the same thing. Just like a precedent establishes the culture for the country for the years to come, the CEO establishes a culture for the company as well. That's absolutely true. It's, a, it's also culture and it's also messaging, right? It's also well, knowing what everyone is working towards. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. It's, I feel like for me, that has been the biggest, the biggest takeaway from this is just make sure that if you're going to start a company, make sure to implement a culture and a set of principles and values that, that you would like everyone to navigate their daily lives and their personal and business lives. Yeah, and I think it actually goes uh, also in, in, in having every one of your team members also understand their contribution to the goal that the company is setting forth. Uh, but you're right, all of that actually ends up becoming the culture of the company. Yeah, and our everyday interactions, the jokes that you allow to happen, yes or no, or when something happened, addressing it right away. Don't let it slip, like to just go for it and, and address it. We had, uh, like any company has, you know, we had moments in which it was for us important to just address any kind of issues that were happening and say, listen, like in this company, we operate this way. We respect everyone because of this, you know, because it's it's the way sure. that we should. And, um, and we've been very fortunate to four years later have still a company in which our culture is just amazing. How many employees do you have now? Less than 10, less okay. than 10. Yeah, we, 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 yeah, we've, uh, across the years, we've been bearing between like eight and 12, you know, sometimes there's interns, sometimes there's sure. not. Um, but the culture with us has been very, it's not a nine to five kind of work environment, you know, like for me, it's like you have these deliverables, we need to get these things done, you work yep. at your, at your pace, and we're just meeting, you know, every X days at X times. I love it. And then you also started a podcast uh, called Renting in New York City. Uh, yeah. That experience was like. Yeah, no, thank you for that. So, yeah, so uh, pr my primary job and the, fo the focus of right now my career is replay listings. That's what I'm doing 24-7, right? Once a month, I get to write an article for Forbes. And then my third kind of venture that I'm exploring it's a podcast called Renting an Apartment in New York City. Renting an Apartment in New York City. I started it because 
my way of thinking was if I create kind of like this trifecta, right? When you read a Forbes article, you know who I am and what I do. When you go to replay listings, you can find the, the Renting and Apartment in New York City podcast as well to guide you. The, the three of them aid each other really well. So I feel like my, our, our end consumer can navigate the three of them to understand better what, what they're looking for, which essentially would be renting an apartment in New York City, right? Um, we started it about a year and a half ago, and it's been great. It's, it's a little bit tough. I'm sure you understand as a professional who, who operates in many levels and does multiple things at once, um, the consistency part of it is really tough. It is tough. It's really tough. Right? Yeah. I, I, I greatly, I, I've told you this before, I greatly admire you because the, I feel like one of, one of the things that I really admire about you is the discipline and the consistency with which you, with, with which you release these, these podcast episodes. You're on, on that. You're like laser focused on it. Yeah. For me, it's, that's still an area of improvement, I'll be honest. But I have been fortunate enough to have had amazing guests to share their experience that I feel a lot of people can, can learn from. You know that was that was sort of like the greatest gift of this of this podcast is it's it's it was really because I I was used to mentor a lot of uh, people it was just the fact that it it there was just limited time and so I really just wanted to try to help more people and so that was how this started and you know it's been now um, over a year now and so we've really had just these great conversations, you know, with the 16 years that I've been in real estate, it's been a really fantastic sort of like career of knowing a lot of people that can help others. And so this was just the platform for that. And it was, and it was great, but you know, it, it, it was that, that commitment that I had made when I started it, that, that, you know, that I would keep it up so that it helps other people. And that's sort of the, uh, and with, you know, the travel schedule again, sort of, you know, starting to take shape again, it's like, it's, it's not easy to try to sort of do it, but it's, uh, but it's, it's fun to do it. And I appreciate you being a guest on it too. Um, no, I, so, I love being here. I generally do. Yeah. So tell me, and, uh, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah. Well, one thing that I wanted to, to share to, to add to that, to what you were saying is I feel like one of the biggest advantages that right now we have, our generation has is the, the, the amazing technology that's surrounding us allows us to reach out directly to the biggest players of any industry and get an immediate response from them that's genuine. And this is something that's happening right now with you and me. I recognize that you're a great leader of a huge company and you have a great position and, and you've, you've had all this traction of many years of success, you know, and how awesome is it that nowadays, you know, if this was happening a hundred years ago, the little guy would never be able to reach you. And right now, because of the technology that we have, somebody can reach out to you via the podcast or an email or LinkedIn or whatever you want to call it and have this genuine conversations with the biggest players of any industry. That for me is something that people need to leverage. Like that's, that's a must right now. It's leveling the playing field, right? It's, um, you know, it happens even with like my company where it's it's a totally sort of cloud-based company. There are no, um, there are no gatekeepers. You know, yeah. anyone can go into the office of the founder, you know, of the company and you don't have to sort of go through the secretary. If he's sitting in his, in his virtual office, you'll just walk right in and have a chat with him. 
And sort of like, you know, people randomly walk into my office at least three times a day, just sort of like, you know, wanting awesome. to chat. And it's the greatest thing because it's that it it's that equalizer. And it's and it's great because you learn so much. You learn from everyone. You know, it was um, you know, you and I have had some great talks and, you know, and I really admire your tenacity and your vision. And, you know, I know that this is going to continue to grow and it's wonderful to see you flourish. And, you know, you learn things from everyone. And on that comes my next question. So tell me what the, if somebody was entering the business today, right? What would be three pieces of advice you would give somebody? Okay. Okay. So if somebody was about to create, to enter into a new venture, not only the real estate industry, but any kind of venture, the first advice that I would give them, I feel, because that was the most important for me was don't do it alone. I know that this is an advice that it's going to maybe have a better taste in a lot of people because there's so many people out there that have a great idea in their minds and they're like, I should just do it by myself. You know, the first advice for me was don't do it alone. I had an amazing co-founder that helped me and it was like Batman and Robin every day at the real estate agencies. You know, we, we, we hustled every day together and having that push that somebody that propels you that motivates you to to continue growing is very very important it makes things not not only much easier but also more enjoyable more fun yeah. you know to, it creates more memories that you that you're going to be able to talk about years in years to come sure um i feel that the second one and we we touched on this recently i would say reach out shamelessly shamelessly reach out to all the industry players that are the biggest industry players. I have emailed and spoken with Rob Refkin, with Dottie Herman, with all the, like with, with a lot of huge players in the real estate industry in New York. Why? Because I emailed them directly. I, I text them. I LinkedIn, like I, I, I do it through everywhere and anywhere. Why? Because even if you send 10 emails, and one of them responds, that's huge. Sure. You know, that one huge industry player that responded to your message can be interested in what you have to say. So that would be definitely my second advice is just reach out shamelessly. And the third one I feel, I feel would be just be proactive, not reactive. I feel like a lot of people are building a new business and they're entering it like a nine to five job and they just try to do the minimum thing to just make it work. No, if you want your business to be successful, you have to work on it 24 seven. I see you and I right now recording this on a Sunday, you know, we're, we're, we're making things happen. Right. Why? Because on Monday we have something else to do. That's right. Yeah. You know, no, it's very it's, true. so, so be, be proactive rather than reactive. I feel would be my, my third. Uh, and I love those advice. things. And I'm going to, and I'm going to touch on them because it's sort of like, I think they're really, really very insightful. And it's the idea of don't do it alone. It's sort of like no one does. And that's the truth of it. You know, anyone can think they're doing it by themselves. They're absolutely not because it always takes somebody else. Right. It's sort of like, you know, with in at my, at my work, I am blessed with the most amazing team and I make sure that they're empowered and they know what I sort of like, 
uh, uh, feel about them and always put them in the spotlight because I can't do that alone. You know, yeah. with uh, with with the podcast, you know, we share uh, mutual friends that run this podcast for me behind the scenes, and you know, and 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 Andres and Maria are just uh, amazing. Oh, I could I couldn't do it. It's sort of like I can't post on social media five times a day. You know, yeah. it's sort of like the fact that they've taken all of that over. You don't you don't do it alone. And you know, reaching out shamelessly, I love that one. You know, I. I actually still do that now. It's uh, with um, with guests that I'm surprised that I've had on this show that when I've reached out to them, they absolutely sort of like come in and agree. And it's sort of like, and that's fantastic, you know, and that's and that's terrific because I started this by having a, a point where I said I wanted to have just friends of mine on the show. It's sort of like after a year and a half, I think I've run out of friends. So I think I start <laughs> reaching out a little bit now. And so, um, but everyone has been so great. And, you know, and, and you mentioned uh, Robert and Dottie, who are dear friends of mine, and they're just fantastic people, um, you know, and, and, and just such great leaders. And the idea of like being proactive and not reactive, there was a great thing that I uh, always heard. It's like, you know, you always worked so hard to try to sort of like, you know, please your boss when you were working for someone else. And if you start your own business, it's sort of like, it was always the question, why wouldn't you give yourself the same courtesy mm. now that you're the boss? Wow. Right. It's sort of like, you always That's wanted to sort of like, please the boss. Now that you are the boss, why wouldn't you give yourself the same courtesy? And that was That's, a powerful yeah. statement. Right? Absolutely. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, I, if, I feel like, it, if you're gonna if you're gonna work for yourself, it's like oh, this can wait later, or I can do this tomorrow. It's sort of like why? Yeah, exactly. No, for me, my mentality is and, and and something that has really helped me throughout the years here in New York, honestly, is adopting this mindset of discipline. Yes, discipline every day. I and I this may may or may not like this is debatable because there's a lot of listeners out there that are gonna not agree with this. But for me, what works for me is waking up early every morning, doing your bed, exercising, you know, meditating a little bit or doing whatever you can, and then start work by by noon. I and and and. What do you mean? Did you just say start work by noon? Is that no, what no, 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 no. I was starting another sentence. <laughs> I'm sorry, you. I was no, of course not. And then I lost. <laughs> it. I no, 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 of course not. So that means you're gonna wake up at eleven. <laughs> so I got it now. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I wanted to say is, I feel like by noon. I, I know that this is gonna sound a little bit braggy, but I try to to make it so that by noon I have achieved more than most people do in a whole day. That is my objective. If you can, by 12, already have sent all the emails you need to send, you know, create the presentation that you need to polish this or that, make that call. If you can make that happen, then you're on your way to success. And, and, and to be able to make that happen, you have to wake up early, right? Or at least that's what works for me. So here's, here's what I would just say to that. I agree with that because I always wake up early and it's, um, and so the only thing that I would challenge is on your, on your goal. Because the only the only person that you need to sort of better is you. It doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. So you just have to make more phone calls than you did the day before. Not what most people have done or will do could in not, a day. Because it doesn't matter. Have said it better. You're right. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You're right. Yeah, try to improve yourself. You're right. Absolutely. Challenge yourself, not others. That's your only that's your only bar that you need to sort of look at. Because it doesn't yeah. really nothing else matters. Yeah. yeah. And some something that my mother tells me frequently, and I feel like it's it's a really good advice. It's it doesn't matter if you're moving slowly or fast, as long as you're moving in the right direction. Because right. there's always gonna be the day that's really tough, you know, it's especially this year, honestly, for so many people have have suffered so many hardships. So not getting frustrated if you're sure. not progressing as quickly as you would like to, you know, just yeah. take your time. As long as you're moving in the right direction, your goal. things will come. Yeah, That's exactly. exactly right. So I have one final question for you. Awesome. In your book of life, what's this chapter called? Oh, wow. Oh my God. If I ever write a book, I'm going to make sure to write it, like to have a chapter just like this to, <laughs> to make a tribute to this. Uh, I don't know. Um, okay, so I've lived in Mexico, in Spain, and in New York. So that's definitely that. I, I feel like it would be New York. This this chapter's life would, uh, this chapter's title would be New York season four. New York that's season what, four. New York season four. Um, that's a good why, Now tell me what happened with the first three seasons. Yeah, well, Did it's- it get canceled it, or is the show continuing? <laughs> my life in New York has, really been a roller coaster. I got here about six years ago as a student to get a master's degree. I would call that New York season one, right? Okay. The student. Uh, then I became a real estate agent. So that would be New York season two. I was studying and then I real estate agent. And then season three was opening up a company. And I feel that right now we're at a stage in which we are watching this company grow. And that is why for me that it is New York season four is the season in which you're going to see replay listings flourish and continue to grow. I love that. That's great. Well, Rodolfo, thank you. It's been really, it's been, it's been a pleasure getting to know you and really what your growth has been and how I see you and, and how you've grown your company and really the friendship that we've developed. And it's really been so nice. And I am so, so happy for all of your success. And thank you for being on the show. No, Michael, thank you for having me. You know that I admire you and I uh, value your friendship very much. So thank you for having me today. Thank you. And thank you. Oh, it was great. And thank you for all of you for listening. This has been the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Mm -hmm.